The information provided in this show is intended for your general knowledge only and is not intended to be, nor is it, medical advice or a substitute for medical advice. If you have or suspect you have a specific medical condition or disease, please consult your health care provider. You are now listening to The Health Hero Show with Tim James. <laughs> What's up, health heroes? Tim James here, founder of ChemicalFreeBody.com and your host for the show that simplifies and demystifies how to live an energetic life with a flat belly. So if you're into a healthy gut and staying young, then this is the show for you. What's up, Health Heroes? Tim James here. I'm back with another exciting episode of the Health Hero Show. Today in the house, I have Harold Turk. He is a chiropractor, a body work specialist, and a health coach. And today, specifically wanted to have him on. We're going to be talking about uh, a specific type of body work called Maori or Romi Romi. Is that correct? Yep, it's Maori healing or Romi Romi. That's right. So, Harold, dude, thanks for being on the show today. Hey, bud. Uh, good to talk with you. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, um, Harold was re- referred to me by my good friend, Sean Enton. Um, for those of you that have been following us, I had him on the show. Um, he's also known as the Stroke Hacker. Um, he is almost, well, he's rehabilitated himself um, from a bunch of strokes that he had in his brain from a, uh, he got his artery crushed doing some jujitsu. Crazy story. The guy was at the top of his game, physically, financially, just rocking with the family. And then all of a sudden he had to relearn how to walk and talk again and do math and great story. So, and you actually are, uh, one of the big, uh, pieces of the puzzle in Sean's recovery from what he told me. You've been working with him and become really good friends of his over the last few years, helping him with his recovery. Yeah, Sean's uh, Tim, Sean's a longtime friend of mine, and he was. He, you know, he had a family and everything, and it was a, it was a really intense situation. Un- unfortunate accident, but Shawnee's a great guy, and uh, I mean, he's, I mean, I don't know how many know him, you know, maybe some of your... Um, listeners follow him or something but um he he's done quite a bit of rehabilitation for himself amazingly and yes he actually uh on my request i mean he knows my teachers in maori healing so when they come into los angeles from new zealand when they travel you know i i'll explain the process of what it means to have people visit them and see them but uh he visits my teachers and he's had quite extensive amount of body work done by them and not just in the physical realm but in the emotional realm he's he's really gotten some deep work because you know uh that's an intense injury to the nerve system and to the body yeah absolutely so why don't you just walk us back dude like how did you become a doctor um what got you into it how did you learn about um uh, Maori healing techniques. Uh, enlighten us, please. Oh boy. Well, uh, I'll give you the compressed version because it is quite the adventure. But uh, I became a chiropractor first off. Uh, you know, I'm athletic. Uh, handled everything with my body. I'm physical and uh, athletic by nature. And uh, my senior year of high school got into a little car accident. Nothing big. This drunk driver, you know, turned in front of us. My buddy of mine and I. I hit the roof of this little, I don't know, whatever, two by four truck. And I felt kind of compressed like a little crushed can. And yeah. uh, we went to go see a buddy of his whose father was a chiropractor. I had no idea what a chiropractor was. He's this big gray haired guy, uh, you know, big man. And, uh, you know, the uh, some Russian woman who's a physical therapist did the intake. She did the x-rays and did some physical therapy on me and then he came in the father and he gave me an adjustment i had no idea what one was and as soon as he gave me an adjustment it was really strong uh intuitively my body just went that was awesome that felt healthy i needed that long before the accident i needed that and i said i want to do that for a living and that was that actually that chiropractor's son I won't go into that story, but he was a kind of a thug in our high school. But after we graduated high school, we ended up becoming friends and he approached me in the gym and he's like, Hey Harold, do you want to go to chiropractic college with each other? I said, yeah, let's do it. And <laughs> we went, 
So that was the Where'd beginning. you go? I went to Cleveland, Cleveland Chiropractic College. It's a private school. It's not uh, in Ohio. It's a family. <laughs> right, and, uh, right. It was a big school in L.A. It was in Hollywood. And um, unfortunately, they packed up and left town after many, many, many years of being the profession. And they just folded the school. They still have one in Kansas City. They're a very big family in chiropractic. Cleveland. Oh, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. So that, that's that's interesting. You just felt the benefits and you decided to to do it. You just made more a decision. Than, more than the benefits, Tim, like I said, when I got that adjustment, something more than on a physical level, something connected me. Mm, I get it. You follow. Yeah. 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 So there's other there's other levels of healing than just the physical. That's for sure. I've I've experienced that myself personally. I would have considered our talk right now woo-woo back in the day, but, um, you know, it's, it is what it is. You know, you learn these things and you learn to accept them and what, what people make fun of is actually a lot of times is things that's actual the truth. Well, you know, and I have, I have, I totally get it. And I have both sides to me. I have the, you know, the science side of chiropractic and what everything, you know, my science side, everything measurable, you know, and quantifiable. Right you know, the athletic side. And then I also have the emotional energetic side, which was cultivated and I'll get into that, but was cultivated. So, uh, I have both sides to me so I can kind of speak both languages. So, right. So that's cool that you got both, you have both sides of the coin there. So, so how did you get into, um, going from a chiropractor to getting into Maori body work, which is, and why don't you explain what it is and then how you got into it? Okay, perfect. So, Maori healing. So for those that don't know, uh, Maori are indigenous to New Zealand, Maori people. They're the indigenous people to New Zealand, just like American Indians are to this country. Maori are indigenous to New Zealand. Um, and uh, a few of them are dear friends of mine and teachers, and they taught me this style of body work, this style of healing, where it looks and feels like a deep tissue massage, like a sports massage. It could be deep, it's intense, you know, and digging into different areas of the body. Uh, however, the difference between a regular massage or a sports massage and this type is its intention is to not just heal the physical body, but it's to help you connect your physical healing, the areas that we're moving and touching and putting our elbows into, connecting that with deeper aspects of your healing. So emotional healing and uh, energetic healing. So most people have those two separated you know uh, an athlete you know they pull their i don't know their hamstring they're just getting worked on their hamstring they're not connecting to anything emotional so mm -hmm. i don't care if somebody charges two or three hundred dollars for a massage it just doesn't have that intention so maori healing helps people make that connection between their physical body their physical life their physical healing with the emotional aspect, the energetic aspect of themselves, the spiritual aspect of themselves, maybe. Okay. So, for instance, um, some people have a lot of disconnection between their uh, their mind and their body. They throw that term around, right, Tim? Mind-body connection? Right, yeah. Well, it's a, it's a great term, but the physical execution of it, a lot of people aren't very connected in that way. And a lot of people have a lot of insulation. They're very dense in a certain way because of trauma, because of something they've had a lot of built up insulation between their mind and their body. They want a disconnection. They don't want to remember certain things that they're harboring. You're, you're, talk, you're referring to what a lot of people refer to as like the pain body, correct? Perfect, great term. I love that term. That's, that's exactly right. And so my work, Maori healing that I've been taught strips away the insulation just like in the walls of our houses to keep us warm or to keep us cool uh it, it strips away a little at a time that layering and as that work keeps stripping away the the insulation we become more intimately connected with uh a lot of deeper things going on on the inside emotionally energetically yeah well, let me explain this to the listeners, because if you guys are, especially if people are new, you might be like, what the hell are they talking about? So our cells actually store emotion. 
Okay, that's what it is. Okay, so water stores emotion and your cells are made of mostly what? Water. So your cells store emotion. And you can look at Dr. look up Dr. Emoto's work on on water and you can see kind of crazy stuff. Now I have my own, I, I took that, I'm like, yeah, that's woo-woo. I went and did my own little experiments. When I was growing sprouts in in the garage, we were delivering them to 40, 50 cancer patients a week. And so what I did was is I played um classical music to them and they would grow to, to the music and then i did an experiment and then i switched it over to the hard rock you know heavy like the heavy metal stuff like megadeth type stuff right and um and they would grow away from it like literally let me out of here it was crazy now i i, I if i would have had a microscope i probably could have zoomed in on the cellular structure and saw the difference so it's like when you say it's kind of crazy and people don't but you have to look up this guy's work and it's like people will say stuff like to the water they'll be grateful love appreciation these types of words and then the water then they freeze it and these crystals come out and the crystals are beautiful but if you said words like hate death kill like that kind of stuff then they freeze it and the water freezes and it, like it's all weird and jagged and it doesn't look it's not symmetrical I mean, it's freaking crazy, but hey, you know what? If you want to be seeing is believing, you can see this stuff with your own eyes. You can, you can, you can see it. So, so what we're talking about here in the pain body is that these emotions get stored like in our water, in our muscles, in our tissue, in our blood, and in our nervous it, system. In nervous system, and it's always trying to come out, always trying to get its way out. But the problem is, is that it's scary because we don't know how to deal with these emotions. So that's where a lot of times food comes in and foods become the number one addiction. And we use food as the dope to push the emotions back down. So what happened to me, I told the story a couple of times before on other episodes, when I went to Hippocrates Health Institute and they ripped the dope away from me, which was the standard American diet, all of a sudden, guess what? Those emotions were coming up and I didn't know it, but they were just right there teething. That's why I was very irritable for a while and all this other stuff, right? And I was, had night sweats. I was, my body was going, I was basically doing surgery with, without a knife on my body by changing my internal terrain and doing this stuff but by getting off the food these dopes the standard american diet the emotions were coming up and um i had this gal um who was just we'd become friends there really you know you, you meet a few people there and you become really tight because you're kind of going through the same stuff right you know what it's like you were just talking about the hanging out with the maori people and you're all sleeping in the same room and that's it we'll, we'll get into that too about how they all were they're just like a a beehive like they stick together they're like a they're like a tribe. A, a tribe yeah it's really cool but um so i was just consoling her and she was like telling me about all of her past relationships and she just got out of another one and then she was just really down on herself like she's like i keep making all these mistakes with guys and it was like putting the blame on her and then herself and you know she was like explaining these guys were kind of jerks but i'm like it's not you and then she's like i'm all left up and then she just starts crying out just like uncontrollable crying i can't stop crying and then all of a sudden i felt it in me uh, and boom i don't know what the hell's going on I'm like i started crying <laughs> and we sat there and held each other i mean before that two days ago we we're complete strangers we're holding each other for 45 minutes to an hour non-stop can't stop crying like in i'm redneck eastern oregon chewing tobacco drinking whiskey shooting everything and I'm now at the Hippocrates Health Institute drinking green juices and, and all this emotional shit's coming out of me and I'm crying my face off, right? It's supposed to be this rough, tough redneck dude. And all I can tell you was, is that as soon as that experience was over, I felt like a bazillion pounds was off my back and I was floating around on a magic carpet. Like, wow. so all this energy was gone. And then when I came home, there was this energy worker. She was a massage therapist, Reiki gal. And she'd always say, hi, Tim, how are you doing? Come on in, have a seat. And then this, I walk in this time and she's like, what happened to you? Like the first thing she sees me, it's like, wow. how the hell did she know? Like, and I was like, well, I went to this institute and she's like, I knew something, something big has happened for you. Well, I'd had that release. I'd had that emotional release. She could sense it instantly when I walked into the room. So that's when I, I knew, because I had my own first person experience that Reiki wasn't woo-woo anymore to me. Uh, whatever she was doing this energy healing was real because there's no freaking way she knew what happened and then she explained to me she said tim do you know that usually i i book you at the end of the day you're my last client and i'm like no i didn't know that she goes you know why and i'm like no she goes because when i'm done working on you i'm freaking exhausted it takes me all night to recover all night 
And so I couldn't possibly do you in the beginning of the, in the first of the day because I wouldn't be able to see my other patients. She's really sensitive. Yeah, so she's like empath or something. So I'm like, okay. Uh, then after she got done working on me, I was like, are you okay? You know, I felt bad. She's like, oh God, I can work on you all day now. So she goes, now tell me what happened. And then I told her the whole story. And she goes, ah, it makes real makes sense. I'm glad I'm glad you were able to experience that. Most people will never get to that point in their life. That's and I was just like, wow, this gal's like all of a sudden all these things are the the woo woo stuff all became true true, <laughs> real real. It wasn't woo woo. It was real real, right? Nice. So. Anyway, that's why I wanted to have you on today, brother, because like, um, you know, you, that's what you do. Like you help people with this Maori, this it's a Romy Romy body work. So, okay. So you chiropractor, you get into that, you're doing that. How did you get into doing this? What, who'd you run into? How did you get doing the, uh, the Maori body work stuff? Yeah. So, um, well, it's, it's a, a long saga, but the short version is I was, I was, I, uh, me and that buddy, that chiropractor's son, we graduated really young. I think we're like 26 years old. And uh, the, the short version is basically um, the guy I had sort of been working for when I first started to come, uh, got out of school. Mm-hmm. Sort of, you know, you, you, as a chiropractor, you, you come out with a, a license, but you don't really, you don't, ha- you don't know how to build a practice. So I started, I had the keys to the office, but I was starting to build my practice slowly. Um, you know, you're not giving patients or clients and you have to go get them. You have to figure it out. Yeah. Well, so anyway, that doctor, uh, got busted for insurance fraud. Um, it's a long story short, but it dragged me into it as a young chiropractor. So when he got busted, I got looked at and the, the, in, in that happening, this is a compressed version, but. I had a buddy who was coming to me at the time for adjustments and he'd come on his way back from Malibu from this therapy appointment, this therapist appointment. He would say, Oh, Harold, I'm going to come by your office. You know, can you, um, can you adjust my back? And I said, yeah, sure. Come on, Jeff, come on by. So he'd come on by and then I'd, I'd check out his spine. I'd adjust his uh, low back and, uh, and I, move up the spine to his, towards his neck. He's like, no, 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 I just had an adjustment. I'm like, well, what do you mean? He's like, well, my therapist did it. So he had been going (laughs) to see this woman who wasn't a chiropractor and she did this type type of Maori style healing work. And when that boss of mine got busted for insurance fraud, I had gotten a, a partner a business partner and we took over the office, right? Mm-hmm. While I was fighting to keep my license and to deal with everything that I got dragged into, one day I was in my office and I'm gonna give you more woo-woo stuff, Tim. And so <laughs> I had an anxiety. I'm a very sensitive person. I don't know if people could feel it, but I'm a very sensitive person. And one day I'm in my office and uh, I had like, I guess what was called an anxiety attack. We didn't have that term back then. But I guess I had an anxiety attack and I was like palpitating and all of a sudden I'm like, oh my God, I am so screwed. This, this thing's going to blow up in my face. It's going to be publicly humiliating. I'm going to lose my license. I should go see that woman that Jeff sees. She could teach me what she does. And by the time I lose my license, I'll be just proficient enough to do this for a living. My fucking eyes bulge like, I don't know what. And I was like, what the hell? And I just automatically went to my cell, cell phones, just came out at the time. I picked up my se- random uh, tidbit. I picked up my cell phone. I called him up. I said, Jeff, and I told him the story. He's laughing. I'm like, Jeff, now's not the time. I'm having a panic attack, bro. And he's like, I said, why are you laughing? He said, oh, I've been telling her about you for a year. I'm me, why me? He's like, oh, I've been telling her I have this crazy chiropractor friend, Harold, who's just nutty enough to learn the work. You should teach him. I'm like, whatever, just give me your number. And I went, <laughs> I went to her the very next morning. You know, um, she was not Maori. This woman was not Maori. Uh, my first teacher was not. And um, I mean, basically, I'll tell you a little bit more, but um, uh, you know, she spoke to people for a living. She was really sweet, but really wise, intuitive, empathic. And, uh, but then when she got me on the table, she was vicious. 
Like, I don't care who you are. When you lay on the table, the truth comes out. I don't care how buff you are. I don't care how many people you've beaten up. When you get on the table, it hits you to your core. And um, I don't remember much of the body work, Tim, but when she flipped me over on my back, she started working on my jaw. That's a common place, especially these days, for people to have mm -hmm. problems clinching and grinding. It's rampant. Yeah. And um, there's a reason why people are doing that, by the way. You know, even if you get a bite plate, it's not stopping the issue of what's causing that. So anyway, she started working on my jaw and it hurt like hell. And um, I just remember like this lady's face is like inches from my face and I just want to punch her. I just want to scream out and she's just working deep. And so um, I just remember getting up off the table, putting on my shirt, walking down her gravelly driveway and um, thinking, why didn't I cry? How come I didn't just rage? Because she beat the crap out of me. And uh, I'm like, that's a problem. And mm. so I looked, I looked over my right shoulder and I go, um, see you next week? She goes, mm-hmm. Same time? <laughs> she goes, mm-hmm. And I proceeded to go see her for uh, five years straight every week. I couldn't take in the work fast enough. I was crazy, like my buddy Jeff said. I just wanted to experience this. And it, I mean, I had to deal with fighting to keep my license. So there was a lot going on there. And then there was all my stuff from childhood, Tim, and chiropractic college that I just didn't deal with. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying anything, not that there would be a problem with that for any of the listeners listening to this, but like, I didn't, conceivably think I dealt with any crazy past trauma. My family was semi, I, I don't know, Jewish family from the San Fernando Valley, nothing crazy. They worked their butts off, you know, didn't have much, but now they have some. And But, well, you know, let's, let's do this, Jeff. I want to pick up the rest of the story and keep and keep going about, but we have to take a quick break. So we'll take a quick break and we get back. We'll finish this, this story, which is very interesting. And I have a, um, and I really want to focus on, and I think there's a lot of people out there that trauma, you may not think you have it, but it could be there. And it's usually about 60% of the people that I personally coach have trauma. So we'll get back to Harold's story when we return. We'll be right back. Humans only use 10% of the brain, and that can't change no matter how much we try. But you don't need to limit your body to the same standards. Bring your cells to 100% with Green 85 Juice Formula. Replace 85% of nutrients your body needs to function to the next level. Our chemical-free juice formula is 100% organic, contains no stimulants, and is made right here in the USA. Visit ChemicalFreeBody.com and get Green 85 shipped right to your door. ChemicalFreeBody.com What's up, Health Heroes? Tim James here. I'm back with my guest, Harold Turk, and we're talking about body work, specifically Maori body work, also called Romy Romy. Um, Harold's a chiropractor, for those of you just joining us, if you tuned in um, in the middle here, and, um, and also a health coach. So, Maryl, or, um, Harold, you were talking about this Maori healing, and, and um, you were talking about emotions, and stuff that started coming up from childhood that you weren't expecting. Can you talk, keep talking about that? Well, let's see. Um, you know, I grew up in a, uh, a very typical household. I don't know, for those that know, uh, San Fernando Valley in Los Angeles, you know, uh, nice Jewish family, not religious, but just, you know, my parents didn't have much, but they worked really hard. And I thought I had a pretty nice childhood, nothing big, but like I was saying before the break, you know, when you start getting this um, deep work on this level, this excavation type work and removing that insulation I was talking about, it connects you with things you long since forgot. I mean, the body never forgets. Mm -hmm. No matter what your mind will do about rationalizing or time or whatever you want to put in there, uh, the body never forgets. And so maybe I think, I don't know you too well, Tim, but I think what you talk about with your clients is there's reasonings why certain aspects of people's uh, life, certain areas don't work. They're not working so well. 
some work out great. Maybe their health is great or their body is, uh, is in good shape, but maybe their career is not going well or their relationships. Well, there's a reason. And oftentimes, as you were saying, trauma is at the core of that. Something unhealed, something that we can't see. Well, this body work did that for me is um, it helped me connect with a lot of things that I have long since forgot. But my body remembers and when I start when I mean in a deep tissue way, I mean every a lot of people have probably experienced some kind of deep tissue massage, um, but um, you know it pushes you to connect to deeper aspects of our pain body. So Harold, if you don't mind sharing, what were some of those things that were excavated that you'd forgotten about in your past? Oh God, I mean some simple stuff is I had a lot of anger stored up. I had a lot of resentment, a lot of familial things that I just sort of, I don't know, I have my uh, workarounds, I guess you could say. You know, I had a lot to prove. And, you know, this, this body work helped me excavate a lot of rage, a lot of anger, a lot of resentment. Where was and, that mostly pointed towards? Uh, probably father stuff, mostly. Mm-hmm. You know, I grew up in a house where... Uh, there was a lot of anxiety, uh, just hostility, anxiety, and I, I never quite uh, felt comfortable, you know, in, in the house or in my own skin. Uh, it was always a very anxious thing. And so, you know, anxiety is not a feeling. But like, did your dad just explode? Well, oh, what type of guy was he? I mean, would he get so, mad and explode? Well, okay, so my... Uh, Ironically, uh, my dad, uh, great guy, he, he, um, he had kind of a, speaking of which, he had a bad neck. He developed some kind of neurological condition where he had kind of a spasmodic torticollis. Mm. It's sort of like a, like a Parkinson's kind of a twitch, a very subtle twitch that his nerve system, probably from some kind of stress. Uh, activated in his body well that minute little twitch over time compounded which makes you know his neck very tight which made him very irritable Mm. so after he's a CPA so after you know working hard for the family all day long nine to five and do what he needs to do at work uh, he didn't have a lot of patience after very irritable in pain so that probably (laughs) kind of reminds me of like uh um uh chris farley when he was telling stories about his parents right what would he say he would say stuff like i thought i told you guys to shovel the walk (laughs) (laughs) it was like this crescendo you know (laughs) his his dad would yell at him like that (laughs) so my dad was kind of like that too my dad didn't put up with there was it was like being grown up with like a drill drill sergeant yeah my dad wasn't quite like that but he was definitely irritable yeah, but it makes sense. Like when you're in pain, I know like back in the day when I used to get colds and stuff, especially like growing up as a kid, um, high school and college, like when I was sick and I didn't feel good, I had a sore throat. It was like, just leave me alone. You know, I just I just want people to leave me the hell alone. And your dad would have had that going on 24 seven. And it's like, you also have to, you have to have compassion for him for that. And then who knows how he was raised by his parents. You know, his dad's you was like usually five to 10 X what he is, you know, it's just, that shit rolls down the generations, you know? Well, not, I don't want to go deep down that rabbit hole, but my, my dad's parents were Holocaust survivors. So, okay. We won't go down that. Well, that's a whole other level of trauma, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, absolutely. so that, that's a basic idea. Um, okay. So that's some of the stuff that you released from this body work. And then obviously, and so you, you've been, you, you go there for five years. Um, obviously you still have your, you, you must've made it. You kept your, uh, uh, chiropractic license, right? Well, so I was fighting vigilantly to keep it. I ended up losing it for four years because of this. So I lost my license from 2003 to 2007. So speaking about trauma, that was very traumatizing. I mean, that was my identity. Mm-hmm. And when All that, that got effort, money. Oh. So 
now you could see why that work with that teacher came in handy and what she was excavating. I had a lot of feelings. I lost my identity. My heart was completely broken. Like being a chiropractor meant everything to me. Like I do a lot of other things besides being a chiropractor, like my skill set in my work, but being a chiropractor was, is, uh, means the most to me. So when I lost my license, I was brokenhearted. So then there was a lot of grief I was connecting to while getting work done. So anyway, I, in, so I ended up um, getting my license back four years later. And as soon as I got it back, that teacher retired, cold turkey. She, she retired. And um, I mean, I was, by the way, Tim, I was very, I was like, terrified to lose my license. I was terrified to do anything with it when I got it back. I was in shock. Mm. You know, it's kind of like having a Ferrari in the driveway. You don't want to scratch it. You don't want to get into an accident or a dent it. Just leave it there. Well, I was, I had stuff to work out. I was traumatized while losing my license. And um, so a year, so a year went by, Tim. And uh, what'd you do when you, when you lost your license? How'd you make a living? Well, so that premonition that I was telling you, whatever that was, that catharsis, when I told you and I was back in my office mm -hmm. and I had that anxiety attack, it was absolutely correct. After five years of vigilantly working with her, I was just proficient enough to do this work with people. So when I lost my license, I couldn't x-ray or examine or give adjustments to people, but I started to do this body work. I did this therapy with people just as my teacher was doing with me for five years. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was hardcore going to see her, so it was absolutely correct that catharsis was correct, uh, the message that came through. And I started to do it for a living as soon as I got, um, as soon as I lost my license. So what'd you do? Your patients are coming in like, hey, I'd like to adjust you, but I can't because of this bullshit deal. But sit down and let me, um, you know, make you pissed off at me and cry. <laughs> <laughs> let me, uh, let me okay. heal your pain body. Do they look at you like a dog with his head turned sideways? Okay, so, like so let's say out of uh, 100 uh, patients that I had, 10. 10 transferred over into this other kind of work. I'm giving mm -hmm. you the short version. Yeah. But right. only 10 came over. And, you know, it was publicly humiliating, Tim, and like where I lived and like people knew. But I was so committed to what I was learning and what I was realizing about healing and what I was passionate about. I'm really good at the physical side of healing. That, that's my strength, my physicality, my athleticism. Mm -hmm. But and I know I'm a sensitive person, but communicating my emotions was not my strength. Like if you call my mother a foreigner or names, like we were in a fight. That was my method of communication. And so, um, but, but it became, but the emotional energetic aspect of healing, mostly the emotional became my passion. And I saw my specialization was how to connect the physical body with the emotional. But uh, so for a year I was good. You know, after I got back my license and I've been getting body work all this time, like my body was feeling good. My mind, I was feeling, I mean, I was still at healing to do, but, uh, so after about a year, I needed to go see somebody. I wanted somebody to work on me. I was like itching for some more body work. And, um, I, I had had a mentor, not a, a physical body work mentor, but like kind of like a, a life coach of sort. Mm -hmm. He's been in my life many years, almost 20 years. And uh, I told him what I did for a living, Tim. And he's like, oh, you do that Maori healing stuff. It's, oh, oh, no. I went there one time. It was intense. I screamed my, my heart out. I said, yeah. But I had never heard Maori healing before. My teacher was teaching me, but I never knew where it came from besides her teacher. Mm -hmm. And when I heard him say this word, I went home immediately I went on to YouTube at the time and I typed in Maori healing and one video, one thing came up and it was this great trailer of these indigenous people. Like it looked like a movie trailer. And I'm like, whoa. And I was like, who are these people? And I randomly just emailed the woman who made the video and she wrote me back. And she's like, oh, Harold, I guess she was 10 minutes from me, Tim. No way. Swear to God. The synchronicity here, man. When you're following your highest excitement, the world realigns itself for you. Another example, guys. Right? Right here. Right here. Absolutely, Tim. Total, total, total synchronicity, serendipity. And 10 minutes away. So I met her for coffee. 
And she's like, basically, she was a nut, but she's like, oh, Harold, you, you could go see them. They'll be in town in two weeks. Just go see them for a visit. Here's the number. So the That's Maori, awesome. The Maori came into town, Tim, and it was up in Topanga. That's where they hosted them a lot. And it was at this property up there in this guest house. And I walked into this room, Tim, and there's five Maori big, I don't know if anybody knows what Maori people look like, but they're like Hawaiians. They're big brown people with tattoos and things. And uh, I walk into this room, Tim, and there's four Maori people working on uh, clients. There's four people that are waiting to get on the table. Now there's four people that just got let off the table. So there's people like laughing and crying and raging in this room. I'm like, what the hell is going on? So those are I, emotions, people. Health heroes. Listen very clearly. That's what he was talking about. It's like we have all these emotions trapped inside of our body. And this type of healing work, I really want you guys to look into this because I got into rolfing and that really helped me with some completely transform my knee. I thought I was going to have to have surgery. I have a bodywork specialist right now. I don't know if he is associated with the Maori or not, but what you're talking about is a lot. It sounds similar because it's like, it's, I mean, it's painful. He's in there. Well, he's so like, I'm sorry. He, he knows too. He's like, sorry, Tim, but you really need it. And he just keeps going. And you're like, ah, it's like, it's like, I have to do deep breath work in there just to be able to stay on the table. And sometimes I'm sweating and it's just like, you know. Well, the, the issue, the issues are in the tissues, right, Tim? Oh my God. So oh my you God. use, you use nutrition, detox, mm -hmm. you know, and, and I'm not going to go into too much depth because I don't know the technicalities of your work, but you're basically your vehicle is not through body work your vehicle is through nutrition and supplementation helping people connect to things that are uh going on on the deeper levels of their body yeah i well i would say you know, for our product standpoint like we coach people so as way as i look at it i'm like a, a hub and a with a bunch of spokes coming out right i'm like a general contractor of health and one of those spokes is our supplements these are just in detox products these are part of the toolkit and I love learning stuff. So another part of the toolkit would be like infrared saunas. I told you about another one, be get your water purified. Another one, restructure. Another one's body Maori body work, this type of stuff, massage. Chiropractic would be another spoke. Um, healthy dentistry, seeing a biological dentist, getting the, you know, the mercury's out and the root canals out and make sure you don't have cavitation. Just lots of spokes. You know what I mean? So we, all these things that, that that's kind of the way I look at what we do um just hopefully that clears that up a little bit so you know no for sure but um but changing someone's diet is going to bring up a lot of emotions and feelings yep yes it is that's all i'm saying yeah. so you're using food to uh connect people but they're gonna have to deal with an emotional journey where they're gonna have to uh deal with things that they've been storing mm -hmm. so so back to so i'm in this room and the main lady atta what became my next teacher she said, oh, you're next, Harold. Uh, have you ever had body work before? I said, yeah, uh, I've had a teacher five years. She just retired, but she does pretty deep work. She said, oh, great, you'll go with my son. So he did it on this mat. His name is Terrence. He's another teacher of mine. And, uh, and as soon as he worked on me, Tim, in this room. So my first teacher was private. It was one-on-one. -on -one. Now I'm in this room with like 30 people. People are laughing, crying their eyes out and scream like cussing. There's little <laughs> kids walking around. There's people like eating. That's awesome. It gives you permission to just let it loose. Tim, it was like, a, I didn't understand what's happening. And, you know, we were talking about the Maori. They're a tribe. They don't work on people one on one. They do it in a group style. Mm -hmm. It's always it was always a tribe. And so, um, you know, there's reasons for that because if people are raging and they're dealing with trauma, they release a lot of stuff. Like one person, like that, uh, what was that person? Um, Reiki healer. Mm -hmm. She picked up a lot of things coming from you. Well, same thing with Maori healing work. Like a lot of things are coming off of us and like one person to contain that space is just impossible. So they do it in a group. And so 
Uh, as soon as I got up from the floor of getting worked on by her son, it was intense. Uh, it hit me. I'm like, these are my people. This is where my work comes from. I never knew. And it was pretty, it resembled it pretty much to a T. A little bit different technique, but it had the same uh, basic outcome. And uh, I said to Atta, the main lady, I said, hey, uh, do you mind if I just stick around and like help, I don't know, hold people's hand and coach them to like breathe and t to let it out? Because a lot of people, when they get worked on, they just want to hold it in, Tim. Yeah, yeah. They're just like grinning and bearing. And I'm just, so I, she's like, Harold, I think it's obvious. And I'm like, what? She's like, yeah, your family, come on. And so I, so began my my next journey which was having these uh maori people as my teachers and it's been like that for i don't know 15 years what a cool story man what a cool story all right guys we're going to take another quick break when we get back we're going to get into some of harold's now that he you know i want to learn a little bit more about what you did over there and then you know you come back to the united states what are you doing now with your um now that you're a jedi <laughs> <laughs> We'll be right back. Turmeric has been used for thousands of years all across India and Southeast Asia and is one of the best anti-inflammatory compounds on earth. Now you can get these incredible benefits with the new chemical-free body Turmeric 100 liquid drops. This ethically sourced breakthrough solution absorbs over 100 times better than regular turmeric products, eliminating the need to add black pepper. Turmeric 100 helps against inflammation and pain and is made with the same chemical-free body promise. No stimulants, 100% natural, and always made in the USA. Get yours today at chemicalfreebody.com. What's up, Health Heroes? Tim James here. I'm back with my guest, Harold Turk. We've been talking about body work, specifically releasing the pain body, the emotions, um, and specifically Maori body work. And these for, are from a tribal group of people from New Zealand. Is that correct? That's it. All right. And so Harold followed his highest excitement, um, and he gets worked on by this lady, um and then you know by following his excitement he finds a youtube video emails a lady she emails him back she's 10 minutes away they have coffee she hooks him up with these maori people and all of a sudden he's in new zealand getting worked on and and now he's part of the tribe so you become part of the tribe and you're learning all this stuff people are it's like little kids are running around people are crying people are laughing people are kind of sounds like an ayahuasca ceremony by the way <laughs> <laughs> it's been uh it's it's been related to that same feeling yeah so 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 now you're part of the family what's maybe even before you come back to the states what what do you what do you learn when you're over there what was it like working in a tribe and working with all those people did they, when did they start saying hey you can work on somebody well i i had already be had i already had started a practice uh before i met them uh slowly but i had started a practice and um uh, so I had met the Maori when they came into Topanga, which is in Los Angeles. And then, um, and they would come into town. So, so these Maori people that I'm talking about, not just the entire group of people, but this small group, they were distinct in that they would travel. Most Maori stay in their land in Northern New Zealand. They don't travel, they stay in their land. And, uh, but these select few were known to have traveled, especially to Topanga and uh, Los Angeles. And so they would travel the world. They would do like a United States tour and they would do a European tour. And a group of them would just literally, they would be hosted by different people wherever they went and wherever, mm -hmm. kind of like a rock band, wherever they yeah. went. They, you know, they booked them up. These are your clients for the day. We will collect the money. You work on them, you know and they show up to your city and that's what they would do and they would move to the next and that's what they did when like i like the, the grateful body work that's funny that's good <laughs> <laughs> so 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 um that was mostly my training when they were coming into town and um then one year they put together a, a kind of retreat back in new zealand and i went there for three weeks and i don't know you were mentioning it you know uh we all slept in like 50 of us who were there for a training. Uh, I brought a few of my clients along and uh, 
we slept Marai style, which that's what the Maori do. They sleep, you know, head to toe pretty much in one big room. Uh, so we did that for three weeks and it was about learning the work and getting worked on and it wasn't much of a vacation. It was, it was intense work. Yeah. But what did you get out of that when you came back? Well, so there's learning the technical skills of what I do. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the technique. Part of learning is you have to get worked on. You cannot just learn the technique and not get worked on. So a way to learn is you have to get worked on to feel what people, if I work on you, Tim, one day, I know what you're feeling because I've been worked on thousands of times. I know exactly what you're feeling. Yeah. So the technique, then there's, I know exactly what it feels like. And then when I went to New Zealand, Tim, um, I got a different experience of what it's like to not, to, to, for them to be in their homeland. I see how they think, you know, you talk about woo woo. Well, they talk in a very different way. They're indigenous people. Like they speak English, but they have a different rhythm. Remember record players, Tim, like, yeah, there would be like, I, I don't know. I think a regular record runs at a 33 RPM and then a 45 would spin faster. They were just a little slower in, not in a bad way, but like way more grounded into the earth mm -hmm. than, than, I, than people that I knew or I was around. They just were. And so that was a big thing that came out of when I, when I uh, went there was I saw how they thought differently. They talked about the land and the, just, I don't, it's, it's not, this is not going to sound perfect, but it was a very different experience of learning. Would you say that they don't have as much stress as people from Western society? Other, yeah, their concerns are very different. That's for sure. I would say, you know, they have their concerns just like anybody. Uh, I don't want to make them sound, uh, like they don't speak English or they or anything like that, but, uh, they have a less kind of a stress. They have a different relationship with stress. Cool. Awesome. So now you're back in the States, you've been doing this for a while. Um, like what are like, give me some examples. I want to go through three different types of top, you know, health issues that people are facing that are coming in to see you for the Maori body work. So that for those of you that are listening, um, maybe they have that type of an issue or know somebody that they can say, oh, well, this is why it would work for me. So what are like the top three things people come in to see you for? And then give us a few examples of what you did and like kind of how their results have been. So perfect. So my work doesn't look like chiropractic work. It looks more like a therapy. So the only uh, things that I have in my um, living room that I, I work with are a massage table and a chiropractic table. That's it. And a couch that people talk with me while they're sit while they're talking with me. But, um, well, let's just say uh, anxiety is a big one these days. I had a client, my last client today before this, um, this Zoom with you, <clears throat> he just left. And he's a very anxious young guy. He's turning 30. He's probably, he's 30. And he deals with a lot of anxiety. He's a really great guy, good looking guy, has a great job, but he just has terrible anxiety. And I help, that's a, a common thing these days, especially since COVID and all that, as if anxiety was already a thing before, yeah, anxiety and depression, now it's just on a whole other level. Um, turn off the news. Right? Please, so, please turn off the news. It's good advice. And um, so with him, so I, t I talk for, I'm a coach as well. So I, I have a way of talking with people for sure, but we're just talking about Maori body work. So regarding the body work, I was dropping some words before like excavation, you know, for some people, they need help excavating things that they're not connected to, to open them up to get them connected to anger and rage and resentment. I have to open up the body, kind of like a surgery. I have to get mm -hmm. them moving, right? I have to provoke them. But with him, it's not that at all. I want to uh, mostly cool him down. 
he doesn't have, he, he doesn't, I'm helping him develop the ability to calm himself down. Not in like a meditation way, but I want him to feel like you talk about pain body. I work on him in such a way that I help him experience his body in a way that he doesn't have to know how to cool himself down. He just doesn't have the skill set. I didn't. I run anxious. And so, depending on the client, so this guy runs anxious, you know, I will provoke him in a way that gets his feelings going, you know, to help him cry a little bit and get things out because anxiety is not a feeling, right, Tim? It's a resistance to feelings. Yeah. So I'm provoking him just enough, you know, whether it's anger and then eventually to cry, to basically cry, because once he cried, by the way, he walks out of here floating. His anxieties, I mean, anybody who's listening to this, I mean, what's the, you're, you're anxious, but as soon as you cry, what happens? You're completely calm. Yeah. It's right? an emotional detox. It's, a, it's just like, you know, getting rid of heavy metals. You know, you cry so, and emotions yeah. come out. Yeah. So anxiety is a resistant, a resistance to feeling something. So I'm provoking just enough to get him into his feelings and then kind of calming his nerve system down. That's it. Okay. All right. So anxiety, number one, what's number two? Well, uh, people who are struggling with, um, I mean, connecting with their feelings, it's kind of a generalized intention, but a lot of people are di disconnected from a lot of different types of feelings. A lot of people hold on to anger and resentment. They're those type of people that just aren't comfortable expressing those feelings. And it's caught, it's having an impact in their life. They might be uh, clinching and grinding the hell out of their teeth because they're not dealing with resentment. They're not dealing with anger. So when they're sleeping, they're going to town on those teeth. Yeah, so, and yeah, that's that's really interesting because it's like I was just talking to somebody today and this gal's got skin issues. I'm like, no, she doesn't have your wife doesn't have skin issues. She has gut issues or she's got lung issues or skin's trying to breathe. Like, or something's wrong with her liver. Like, you know, if you have sinus issues, it's typically you have liver issues, right? So what you're talking about, if you're disconnected from um, your, 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 now, what was the example again you were just talking about? Well, some, some people are just generally disconnected from their feelings, especially certain kinds. So one would be anger and resentment. Some people have had struggled with, um, They've had a trauma in their life. Let's say a parent died 10 years ago and they still can't, they, they have really trouble getting into their grief about it. They're still holding on. They have heartache, but they're not in their heartbreak. Oh, so, okay. I, I get it. So my point was, is like, it was the jaw. We were talking about the jaw and the grinding at night. So I want to make this point because it's so important for people because there's a lot of people out there that are grinding their teeth at night, like grinding your teeth down. This is not a good thing. And it's from an underlying stress. So putting in some type of appliance or doing something like that is like a bandaid. That's like, it's we want to get to the root of the issue. So specifically, when you're talking about Maori body work, you work on people's jaws. That is one area. And you work on the other stuff. You help them to reconnect with those feelings. And then what have you seen with people with the, have you seen some people that have gotten work from you and then had the jaw issue and then that's, you know, went away? Yeah, they're no longer grinding yeah yeah for sure all right it's awesome that's what i'm looking at baby because the reason why is because like I, i'm hopefully there's somebody like this is a perfect example right here if there's one thing guys the health heroes out there around the world listening to this podcast if you grind your teeth or you know somebody else that grinds your teeth this okay there were so many reasons why you want to do body work but this is one specific little niche you could focus on right here and help those folks, you know, share the episode with them. So I think it's a really important thing is the teeth, man, you want to take care of them. And we want to get to the root of people's issues. That's what this show's all about. And that's why I'm having you on here today. And what you're talking about here is one of the, it's really, really an important episode. So anyway, all right. So keep going. Disconnection from feelings. You help them reconnect. What's the third one? Well, uh, people, so the generally people are disconnected from their feelings and that could impact their marriage that can impact a lot of you know clinching and grinding it could uh, impact a physical thing uh and then people who well similar to feelings people struggle some aspect of their life is not working out and there's a reason why i was saying before is most of the time then you've said is there's a 
a past trauma they have not dealt with. They might not even remember. I immediately see it, and my job would be to help them make a connection with it. And depending on how, I don't know, uh, gung-ho they are, because the work, the work is intense. Yeah. No matter if, you know, you're someone who's sensitive to physical pain or you're someone who's more used to it, it's still going to be just 5% more than what you can handle because that's where the magic happens. Mm -hmm. It's going to be challenging whether I've had a thousand bodywork sessions or you've never had one. We would be challenged if we're laying on tables right side by side with each other, we'd be challenged in the same way. I'm getting worked on much harder, but uh, it's just as challenging for both of us. So, um, so with past trauma, depending on how eager the person is, I can help them bridge the gap with, you know, ridding themselves of that insulation to help them connect with that past trauma that is affecting and impacting certain areas of their life that they're not aware of. Their health and body, their craft, their career and money, intimate relationships. So it's almost like, like somebody has something like they get molested when they're a child, they bury it. They forget it. They put this Stonehenge around themselves, basically the big stone walls. They come in for the body work and you just start crumbling those walls and you crumble, crumble, crumble until there's a breakthrough. And then, then, then the emotion comes up and then that's where they're going to heal. So, so what was your, what was your example, Tim, when somebody got molested when they were younger? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've seen that. I've seen that. What before. was the term like, you used? Um, well, let's just say they had a childhood, a sexual trauma like that, right? Well, I say we, we, when we have an emotional event like that, a lot, a lot of times we will, we, we bury it or we enclose it just like the so, body, it will encapsulate things, right? Well, for instance, so let's say someone had a childhood trauma like that. Everybody, it impacts them differently. Mm -hmm. uh, so maybe it gets stored in, in your belly well, for me, maybe, you know, it, that, that trauma gets impacts people differently. It could affect someone's career. It could affect their relationships. It, obviously, it can affect their sexual life, but it affects everybody in different uh, categories. Mm -hmm. So that is a main thing. I mean, that's my specialization is healing trauma. And it sounds a little arrogant. I'm just really sensitive and I'm, uh, at what I do and good at it, but... Um, you know, I often feel things just like that Reiki healer did with you. I feel things that people can't feel. They're not connected to. And my job is to help them connect to feeling what I'm feeling. And then they start to make the association of how that trauma impacts their own life. Mm -hmm. Even if they haven't told me about it, they often tell me, holy shit, Harold, I didn't know. Yeah. So, yeah, you you're, you just reminded me of something earlier. I'm so glad that I just remembered this. So when I went to the Hippocrates Health Institute, um, Dr. Brian Clement um, said that um, he had this uh, crazy friend, and he was always getting he was getting degrees in everything. <laughs> he just was constantly in school, and then finally he's like, Brian, I'm a hypnotherapist now. <laughs> it's like it's the latest of his 25 degrees. He's like, come on over. I want to work on you. And he's like, oh, God. So he goes over and works on him. And he, like, hypnotizes him, does all this stuff. And he's like, this guy's not going to hypnotize me. And, I, you know, and Dr. Clement actually grew up in, like, the Bronx or something like that. So he was, like, pretty hardened New Yorker, right, type deal. And I'm um, from New York State. And he's like, he goes, I just went over there to prove to him that he couldn't hypnotize shit. <laughs> That's why I went over there. And he goes, I was out in like a second. <laughs> and he goes, and what he started doing was he was going back in time, back in time, back in time, um, uh, just trying to uncover stuff. And somewhere around 15, 16, um, he, he remembered something. And in and, and Brian, he said, all of a sudden, he started crying. And he was crying for like two and a half hours on the table. And when he got done, he got up and he was just like, he goes, I was, I was just fucking exhausted. My shirt completely soaked yep. from crying. I'm just like, he goes, uh, and he's like, I just grabbed him's hand and he goes, both hands. Uh, Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And, and he said, what it was is that um, his dad was very like a business, like he was like a, like an accountant or something like that. Right. Very, you know, just numbers and 
you know, no, like no, in, 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 engineered, yeah, that type. And and Brian and wasn't into sports, and he was kind of a nerd. And he was he was in a band, you know, and that was kind of not a band. And the way his dad was, it wasn't. So he had finally gotten some tickets, I think, to like a concert or to like a baseball game or something like that. And he bought the tickets himself. He said, "Dad, I've got tickets, and we're gonna go to the blah blah blah." And he was like 16 years old, and his dad's like. I can't do it. I have an appointment. Sorry. And he was like, oh, it kind of shattered him because and what he didn't realize was is that 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 was his step in his father's eyes. And for him to become a man was to get those tickets and he was going to lead his father to this event. And his father unknowingly wasn't trying to. He just smashed it. Right. And he was harboring this stuff. And he goes, he goes, if you would have told me in a bazillion years that I was carrying this around, he goes, I had no clue. I was completely clueless of it. And he goes, if it wasn't for this man uh, doing this, uh, this, this crazy dude that I knew that got 55 degrees that, that took me back and, and, and did this, he goes, I would have never known, but he goes, I was able to release that and have a much more stress, uh, stressless life. And he goes, I just started, it just opened me up a lot. It was a really powerful story. And I was just like, Whoa. Right. So what you're talking about is kind of the same thing. Like, hypnotism or whatever but this in your case you're putting your hands on the body you're very intuitive you're empathetic you're feeling these people you know where to go and you're pushing them past their limit just a little bit to get them to have a breakthrough that's what it boils down to basically yeah pretty cool stuff buddy pretty cool stuff anything else that you'd like to share before we um uh wrap up here about uh maori body work or just advice life advice that you'd like to give people in general uh, I don't think I have anything, but uh, definitely whatever your vehicle for healing is, you know, to have someone uh, do something for you, whether it's acupuncture or Maori healing or massage, it's really good to have something not active, not like yoga, where you're a participant, even though people that get worked on me are a participant, but where you're passive, somebody's doing something for you. You want to have something like that in your life. You want to learn what it's like to uh, be vulnerable, to let go, to have somebody mm. push you in a way past some kind of limit that has you get to experience letting go and being vulnerable because that's a very important quality for healing, vulnerability, letting go, letting go of control. The body doesn't do well with healing when you're in full control all the time. It may look good for a while or in certain aspects, but uh, it's really healing to have some sort of vehicle for healing uh, in your life where you can you can let go of control. And some obviously choose your practitioner wisely <laughs> yeah. where, you know, somebody you feel safe with. Now, I, I, I'm a very safe person. My work can be intense, but I'm a safe person, I'd like to think. My clients say that, but it may feel comfortable. But, uh, you know, you've find someone you feel comfortable with and then um, you know so when they push you in certain ways that, that are scary you can uh, develop that that skill of uh, letting go of control and then a lot of miracles happen your life changes when you start to become vulnerable and you open up in a way that you're, you've been holding on to for years so that's my yeah. advice find Dude, that's somebody really good advice I I give it all the time. I always say, pick somebody that resonates with you, your healthcare practitioners. You said it a different way. Just, you know, do, pick somebody that you, that you like, that makes you feel good, that you trust. That's really important that you trust and they resonate with them. Um, that's good advice. And I, and probably the best take, biggest takeaway I got, the healing is what you said was be vulnerable, man, especially for dudes. We have such a hard time with that. Like, got to be big, tough, macho. You know, I'm going to have a 64-ounce steak in Copenhagen. Give me a shot of whiskey. I'm 007, man. I just, you know, I killed 75 bad guys, and I got three hot chicks out back waiting for me, but I'm going you know, to have me some whiskey, right? That's that's that's, that's that, that societal bullshit programming. Like, how are you going to heal, like, doing that? So it's almost like you take a dog, right, and you, and you have some dogs, you know, when you're trying to, like, grind their nails down or clip them or whatever, and – like they're really easy to work with. Like my lab, she, she pulls back a little bit, but she lets you do it. She trusts she, your daddy's going to handle me. You get her nails. Cause you got her best interest. Are you want her nails to look pretty nice and not be too long, right? Not screw up her, her, her paws. But then there's other dogs. 
you start to touch their paws. You know, they, they're going to, it's a hell of a time just to, you know, you got to hold them down and it's a, that, that's, a, let be vulnerable, you know, find somebody you can trust, somebody you can resonate with and let them open you up so you can heal. Awesome stuff, dude. Harold, thank you so much for coming on. And I think I've had a therapy session just being here. I hope the listeners around the world enjoy it. Um, we really appreciate you being here. What's the best place for people to uh, connect with you if they want to get some body work or get some health coaching from you? Well, hey, uh, find me on Instagram at, at Harold Turk, H-A-R-O-L-D-T-U-R-K. That'd be fun. You can also go to my website, same thing, and you can fill out a health and life questionnaire if you want to come. It's sent directly to me, so don't worry about anybody else reading it. So if you, Is it haroldturk.com? Exactly. Okay, we'll put that in the show notes for you, brother. Oh, awesome, you. guys. So check him out, haroldturk.com. Chiropractor that lost his license and he got it back. And, and, and through that process, he became a Maori body work expert and he's a health coach. So check him out at haroldturk.com. And again, listeners around the world, I love you guys so much. Please share this episode with other people. There's a lot of really good nuggets in there. The, the TMJ stuff, you know, the grinding of the mouth and just, especially for the guys out there and women too, be vulnerable. Get, let's let this stuff out so we can heal that emotional thing is such an important component. And um, I just, I just, I love my audience. I love you guys so much. And I hope that this is another episode that can benefit your life. And then you, it resonates with you and you can take something out of here and take action on it. You can hear it, but take some action guys, put the rubber to the pavement and make some stuff happen in your life and be that example until next time, change yourself, change your world. And I'll see you guys again soon. Bye for now. Thanks for listening again to The Health Hero Show. I'm your host, Tim James. And remember, change yourself, change your world. And we'll see you again on the next episode. Talk to you soon. You have just listened to The Health Hero Show with Tim James. (laughs) 